Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus another mighty hand clap. Tell the person standing next to you something good is coming your way today. Tell another person God will touch your heart this morning. And your life will never be the same. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody shall say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bow down your hearts and let us pray. Thank you, Lord. To be
There's a reason why we keep coming again and again into your presence. We keep coming because we know that our help cometh from you. And today, oh God, our eyes are lifted up unto you once again. We know that every effort to make it on our own will not work well. And we are reaffirming today that Jesus, we are depending on you. Thank you, Father, that you reveal yourself to us through your word. And this morning, we pray for the help of the Holy Spirit to see you and to see your glory. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Those who are here in present and those who are watching online. Touch every single person. Do a miracle in the life of every single person. Glorify yourself in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together. This morning, I want to share uh, a simple message with you. And I want to thank you all for being in church today. And a special thank you to those of you who are here with us for the very first time. Yesterday, we had the final funeral rites for one of our brothers who passed on during the latter part of last year. The late Clement Alexander Clement. And today his family is here to thank God for seeing them through what was a difficult period of their life. The pain that losing a loved one brings has a way of lingering on for some time. But I know that weeping will endure only for a night. And joy will come in the morning. So let your hearts be encouraged. Later on in the course of the service, I'll be praying for you. I know that what God has started already, he will bring to a completion in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And this morning, I'm sharing with you a one-off message, a simple message that I have titled, The God Who Hears and The God Who Sees. The God Who Hears and The God Who Sees. Can you tell the person sitting next to you that your God hears and your God he sees? Tell another person, my God hears and my God sees. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 16. And we're reading from verse number one. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. 
Genesis chapter 16, reading from verse 1. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had not been able to bear children for him. Anybody who is believing God for a child, may he visit you speedily this year. Hallelujah. Amen. But she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. May I make it clear to you that it is the Lord who gives children. The Bible says that, lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. If God hasn't given you a child, you cannot have one. And this is something that everybody will have to understand clearly. But may God deal graciously with you and give you that child that you are looking for. And if you're believing God for a child, if your amen is very loud, this year, Amen! Hallelujah! Amen! Then she says to Abraham, go and sleep with my servant. Somebody said, Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abraham agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abraham as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abraham had settled in the land of Canaan. When Abraham left Ur and left his father's house, he was 75 years old. And by this time that this event occurred, he was 85 years old. Now, as I was reading it, I was wondering to myself that was it as simple and straightforward as the Bible reports it? I really wonder. I mean, I can imagine Sarah coming to Abraham and saying to him, I don't have a child. And it looks like I have to fall on my maid servants. So, you do your best with her. Because after all, when I look at you, you've been spying her small, small. I'm sure Abraham said, oh me, Sarah, don't say that. I don't do such things. Please, don't ever say that again. Maybe Sarah said to him, it is unto you. Then Abraham said, Sarah, look, me, these things I'm not interested in, because, but the way you are insisting, no? the way you are insisting I don't want to offend you so if you have said I have heard and he went into her the bible says 
So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar. Abraham Hagar and And she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. I think that sometimes people forget themselves. They forget where they used to be. They forget where they have come from. And they begin to see themselves in a way that they should not. May we never forget where God lets us up from. Amen. And may we always remain small in our own sight. Anytime you see that pride is knocking at your door, run away. Never open the door to pride. Because after pride comes destruction. And if you don't want to be destroyed, resist pride with every fiber of your being. Then Sarai said to Abraham, It is your fault. I put my servant into your arms. But now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who is wrong. You or me. I have heard men say that men can never understand women. And I've also heard some women say that women can never understand men. I wonder which one is the truth. You want us to vote on it. We shouldn't vote. We should take it as a draw. And that both of them are true. I hear you. And you're to us Abraham replied. Abraham Look, she's your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly. That she finally ran away. Let me give you a piece of advice. Be very careful how you treat people who are in your power. Be very careful how you treat servants. Constantly remind yourself that it could have been you who was a servant in somebody else's house. I'm telling you. The only reason why life played out a certain way for you is because God was gracious to you. Never think that anything is by your own strength, by your own might, and by your own ability. If you ever think that way, it means that you came not too long ago. Nothing is by your own strength. And assuming that even it is true, the strength that you have, where did it come from? We are what we are by the grace of God. 
and when you see the less privileged and the handicapped in the society tell yourself that it could have been me you must also treat them well because you may never know one day your daughter may be a servant in somebody's house none of us can see the end from the beginning there are people who start off well in life but then they meet a misfortune they encountered a problem and their entire lives were turned around so be very careful how you treat people who are in your power. The gardener. The carpenter. The mason. The watches seller. Don't talk to people anywhere, anyhow. Don't keep screaming at the people who stand by the traffic light to beg for money. If you won't give them, don't insult them. Just tell them that I won't give. And then go. Why did they insult them? So ladies and gentlemen, may we learn to treat people well. Are you learning something already? We can't even close the service because I've given you enough to chew on. Hmm. So it says Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness. Along the road to shore. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from? And where are you going? I am running away from my mistress, Sarah. She replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, Come on, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son you are to name him Ishmael which means God hears God hears for the Lord has heard your cry of distress Whenever you cry out to the Lord in your pain and in your anguish, may the Lord always hear. May the ear of the Lord always be inclined to your prayers and to your petitions. And may God move speedily on your behalf. Whatever help you need, may he provide for you. And may he make a way for you, even where there seems to be no way. Can I hear your loud amen? Amen. 
this son of yours will be a wild man. <laughs> as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone. And everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. If somebody gives you a prophecy like that, what will your response be? I mean, I don't know, but I may easily tell that prophet that take your child, I don't want I know like well, I mean, one small child that I'm looking for when he comes everybody will be against him you will be fighting take your something but Hagar said I like therefore Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her she said you are the God who sees me you are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Bier Lahai Roy. Can you hear Bier Lahai Roy? Which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. And remember that I'm sharing a message with you. The title is God Hears and God Sees. In Hagar's distress and in her affliction, she received a revelation of God. And she received two powerful revelations of God. That number one, God hears. And number two, God sees. The God who hears in the Hebrew language is El Shema. And the Shema is spelled S-H-A-M-A. Now, so it's not Shama because there is another name of God, El Shama or Jehovah Shama, which means God is there. This one is different. This one is Shema, El Shema, and it means the God who hears. El means God, and Shema means hears or listens. So the God who hears in Hebrew is El Shema. Shema. And the God who sees in Hebrew is El Roy. El again means God. And Roy means sees. 
or gazes or looks upon or watch. And so El Roy means the God who sees. Now that word Roy has a derivative Rohi which means shepherd. But Roy also means sees or looks upon or gazes. And so Hagar received the revelation of God that he is the God who hears and he is the God who sees. Say again with me, God hears. Say it one more time. God hears. And say God sees. Now there is a point that you can get to in this life. Where you begin to wonder whether God is there. Or whether God is lost or missing. You may feel like putting in a missing person report at the police station that you can't find somebody. But there's a point you can get to in your life where you begin to ask that, but God, where is This is when, especially, you're going through a painful or difficult experience. And nothing seems to be getting better. You've prayed and prayed and prayed. You've cried out to God. And it's like he's not minding you. Sometimes you feel like crying out. God, can you hear me? God, can you see all that I'm going through? There's a point in your life when you can feel that way. In the Bible, we read the story of a legendary character called Job. And Job is somebody who went through a lot of trouble. So he's become the standard for great trouble and tribulation. It wasn't easy for Joe. He was sitting somewhere minding his business. When God went to arrange trouble for him. Job had a reputation of being a blameless fellow. Of strong integrity. Who fled from everything evil. One day, the devil appeared before God. And then God started boasting to the devil about Job. If you think about the troubles that ensued, you may ask yourself, is it good for God to boast about me? You wonder. But God said to Satan, Have you seen that my guy called Job? Yes, I'm a job. That he's a correcto perfecto. 
He's blameless. He's a man of integrity. He fears me. He avoids evil. He said, have you seen anybody like that before? And the devil said to God, Does he fear you for nothing? The reason why he serves you and the reason why he fears you is because you protect him. And you have blessed him. In fact, Job was the richest man in the entire area. So everybody knew about him. And the devil said to God, it is because of what he can get from it, that is why he serves you. If you like, give me permission to strip him of all your blessings and then please stop protecting him. And then I'll show you that these human beings you think that you found some good people. They are worse than I am. If you like, take your protection away. May I say to you today that the devil can't hurt you unless God takes his protection away from you. If you are a child of God, stay in him. Stay in the Lord. And don't be afraid of the devil of demons and of evil spirits. When you lay your head down to sleep, sleep, snore. If you have a dream and you see that a cow is wearing kambu, red kambu, and he's chasing you, when you wake up, say, hey, you cow, the next time you appear in my dream again, I shall organize kebab with you. And you will never be the same again. I said that if you are in God and he's the one who is protecting you, there is no evil that can come down. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Amen. Don't let anybody deceive you into thinking that he or she has your protection in his hands. And those of you who don't know your place in Christ. And you are always running from one place to another place. Going to look for dilation. Going to look for protection. Have you not realized that some of these places that you go to they end up stripping you of everything that you have and your latter end becomes worse than your former my friend be assured that if you are in Christ Jesus he is looking out for you nothing can happen to you unless God permits it can I hear an amen from somebody amen God gave Satan permission. And he said, okay, I've taken my protection away from him. Do anything that you want to do. But don't hurt him. And the devil went away excited. In one day, Job lost everything. He lost all his oxen. In one day. 
all his sheep. The Bible says fire came from heaven and consumed them and the shepherds as well. Then some people raided his camels, killed his servants and made away with the camels. The wildest thing for Job was when he received a report that his ten children, seven boys and three girls, they were blowing time in their senior brother's house when a great wind blew and the house collapsed and killed all of them in one day, all his children. Job was shocked. Immediately he took off his clothes and wore sackcloth put ashes on himself but then he prayed and said the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away blessed be the name of the Lord and the Bible says in all of this he did not curse God but he maintained his integrity the devil went to see God again and God said to him oh you did everything you could but Job did not curse him and the devil said to God skin for skin skin for skin what he was saying to God was that people do things because of something so if that thing is not there they will not do what they usually do he said yes I took away everything that he had he didn't catch but if you like let me touch his body and you now you see curse and God said, eh. Said, no problem. Touch him. His body. But don't kill him. And let's see what will happen. And so Job was afflicted with some wild boils. All over his body. But in all of this, he did not curse God. But it was not easy for him. Three of his friends came around. They came as if they were coming to comfort him. But they deepened his woes. And made matters worse for him. Be wary of friends like that. Friends who when you are going through trouble, instead of speaking comforting, comforting words to you, are saying things that are making matters His three friends said to him, by all means, dole dole, you have done something bad. So confess your sins. Job said, I haven't done anything. He said, you are proud. How can you say that you haven't done anything? And they kept insisting and saying all sorts of things. It wasn't easy for Job. He didn't have a supporting wife too. One day's wife got tired of him. And said, You alone, why, why, are these why don't you just curse God and, and let this problem end? Job insulted her and continued to think about himself. 
in his pain and in his anguish he spoke and said to God Job chapter 23 reading from verse 1 new living translation translation. then Job spoke again my complaint today is still a bitter one and I try hard not to groan aloud if I only knew where to find God I would go to his court I will lay out my case and present my argument. Then I will listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Would he use his great power to argue with me? No. He would give me a fair hearing. Honest people can reason with him. So I will be forever acquitted by my judge. I go east. But he's not there. I go west. But I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north. For his heading. I look to the south. But he is conceived. What was Job saying? I can't find God. I am going through so much pain. So much heartache. It's like my heart is breaking. I can't see what is in store for me. I have cried and cried and cried. My tears are almost finished. I have called out to God for help. I can't hear any response. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I find him? Where is he? Where has God gone to? And this was Job's cry. Today, the word of God to you, my friend, is that be of good cheer. That God is still around. That he hasn't forgotten about you. I want you to understand that even though it feels that God is missing, even when it feels that he's forgotten about you, let your heart be at rest. Because the God you serve, he hears and he sees. I said he hears and he sees. He's heard your prayers and your cries. He has seen your pain and your anguish. And let me tell you, he's very much up to date with current events in your life. And he's in control. You are the one who is confused. But to God, everything is crystal clear. To you, it feels that God has not dealt graciously with you. 
It feels like everything is lost and nothing will get better. But I came to tell you that God has not forgotten about you. And God has not given up on you. The God you said, He hears and he sees and in due season he will turn things around for you and you will put joy back in your heart and he will turn your mourning into dancing can I hear your loudest amen Amen. our God never changes he is still the same he is still El Shammai the God who hears and he is still El Roy the God who sees I know my friends that all of us wish that we wouldn't have to go through certain things. All of us wish that we will not have to suffer loss that we will not have to go through any painful experience that we will not experience rejection. How many of you wish that trouble will not come your way? If you don't lift your hand and the trouble comes, it's not me who did it too. And you see, when the troubles come like that, it is very easy for you to think that God has abandoned me and God has forgotten about me. But you see, God's ways are not our ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. There are times when he will spare us of certain troubles and challenges. So that we will not even go through them at all. But mysteriously, there are times when he would allow you to go through certain painful things. But you just have to believe that he knows what he's doing. And he knows why he's allowed you to go through. Your wish is that I wouldn't have to go through this. But sometimes in working out his perfect plans and purposes for us, he may allow us to go through certain things. And what we need to do is to just trust that he knows what he's doing and that he is in control and that he will come through for you in the nick of time the God you serve he hears and the God you serve he sees not too long ago I went to see a sister who lost her husband It was not easy. I got a call from her that her husband had just been rushed to the hospital. And that I should come right now. So I set off in my car. Not far away from here, my car broke down. So I had to call my mechanic to come for the car and then I organized an Uber and went to the hospital. When I got there, the husband was in, in, in the emergency ward. They had put 
oxygen all kinds of machines on him. And as I looked at him from behind me, I could see how much he was struggling to breathe. I prayed. Prayed. Then I told her. 